Hello and welcome to New Mexico Castaways. I'm Rosalinda Roman and I am driving from the Fort Lauderdale Airport heading back to the Dawn Treader, the 45-foot sailing catamaran that is our home, which we are preparing to sail across from Florida to the Bahamas. I'm actually not coming from the airport. I'm coming from Outdoor World or something like that. This massive store that is, it's like a wonderland for outdoorsmen and women, I should say, that is really, really interesting. There's just aisles and aisles of anything you could ever want to go fishing, hunting. I don't even know what. It was just, it was massive. I had gone first to the diving store looking for something called Shark Bands, uh, Divers Direct, and they didn't have any left. But basically, I'm looking for the holiday presents to bring with us to the Bahamas and because we're going to be over in the Bahamas over the holidays. And one of the things the kids and I have been looking at for quite some time uh, is the Shark Bands. So basically they're like mag magnets, uh, wristbands with magnets in them that are supposed to scare away sharks. I don't know if they work or maybe we'll just have it as the placebo effect, but I was going to get them as um, something for the kids and me at least, or maybe Miss Allie, because that is something we struggle with living on the boat. We love swimming. Today I took my sister who was visiting, that's why I'm coming back from the Fort Lauderdale Airport, by the way. My sister Sarah came to visit to see my daughter, Ahava, in her state meet um, and just visit us here on the boat. And uh, I took her to Blue Heron Bridge, which Allie introduced us to as a really great snorkeling spot. And so we went and did that, and it was wonderful. But the whole time I'm in the water, I'm trying to stay calm and be calm for everyone and exude confidence and calm for the kids because it was my sister who lives in Chicago and doesn't, you know, snorkel much. She's probably done it one other time in her life and uh, my kids and me. And so I, uh, I, I worry when I'm in the water, I'm always worrying about sharks. That's just, I have nightmares about sharks. I've always had them since I was a little girl. Maybe I watched Jaws too early in life <laughs> or at all. Um, and so I, uh, I worry and I try to be calm and confident with the kids and act like it's totally fine. But I have heard of the stories of sharks biting people and um, like everyone else has. And uh, I would like to not be so stressed when we want to go for a swim off the back of the boat. One of the places we're going, which we love, is Hope Town in the, the Abacos of the Bahamas. And there was, I don't know, maybe a year, a year and a half ago, um, off the very beach where we have anchored and, and we've gone swimming, Tahiti Beach, there was a shark attack. Now, I have not told my kids this, and I don't even know if Nathan knows this, but when I think about that, it scares the heck out of me because it's very shallow water, and a woman was swimming, a young woman, like college age, I think, and she was just swimming, I think, from the beach to her boat, which is not very deep or scary, and she was, uh, all of a sudden, was bitten in the back, and luckily she survived and I think is going to make a, a pretty full recovery, but that's scary stuff, and I think about that all the time living on a boat. So if I can get a wrist 
band or a foot band that we can put on and jump in and feel less worried about a shark attack than, than it's worth every penny I might spend. So that's what I went in search of. What I ended up getting, because I didn't have the shark bands, I went next door to this big outdoor wonderland. It reminded me of like the Griswold's vacation or something. I, I don't even know. Just so many things available. It was overwhelming in the store. And uh, I ended up buying a casting net to get bait. That's something that my uh, one of our friends recommended for my husband because he took him out uh, cruising, uh, cruising on a, you know, they went fishing. And um, when they did, he had tossed this casting net and he said, oh, you're a natural because he had never done it before. And we, I figure this would be a nice way for him to get bait when we are out at sea instead of trying to keep squid in our freezer, which makes the freezer stink because they do like fishing. And so, yeah, so that's what I got at this outdoor world. And now I'm driving back toward the boat. Actually, I'm going to go back and pick up a hava from gymnastics and then have a very late dinner and then go back to the boat. This is just kind of chatting about what is going on with us. We did move back onto the boat about maybe 10 days ago, two weeks max. And we have just yesterday, we finally got our sail installed. It was, uh, it had to be taken off to be patched because of the fire at, on the boat that was adjacent to ours. And our sail bag had to be replaced because it had a whole bunch of little holes all over it. And what else? Just a number of things that had to be done. Uh, Oh, we didn't have curtains at all because that was the inside of the boat had smoke damage. And so everything inside the boat had to be cleaned. Um, the walls had to be wiped down. The, all the linens and curtains had to be washed. Some things they did really, really well. The bathrooms were spick and span clean and the boat smelled good. But our curtains, when they put them back on, I was like, they were a wrinkled mess. I mean, just crumpled mess. And before that, we had these beautifully pleated curtains. So we, I sent them back and said they need to be pleated. You know, they, they need to be redone or, or touched up or whatever. And so then they took them and, and they did iron them somewhat, but they didn't iron out all the wrinkles, but they did iron out all the pleats, which makes no sense whatsoever. So we ended up with non-pleated curtains that still looked terrible. And uh, I sent them back a third time. And finally, the, the lady who is the project manager ended up fixing them. So we still, it, it's a big job to put them up. And so we put them up. Nathan was just putting them up this, this evening. I put a few up this morning. So these are some of the preps that we've been doing, things we've been working on, trying to get everything ready to go. And there's only so much we can do to prepare. Because in the end, it's not just the things that we need to do, but we have to wait for a weather window. That's the main reason. That's the main thing that's going to determine when we can cross from Florida to the Bahamas. Basically, you have to have the wind shift in the right direction so that you don't have it at your nose the whole time. And you also want the seas to be calm because obviously we're crossing the ocean 
with our kids and babysitter on board. So we wanted to be somewhat calm, uh, at, at least as calm as we can get it. And uh, you've heard the expression, fair winds and following seas. So um, that's what you have to wait for. And as luck would have it, there is a weather window open tonight. Like right now, conditions are favorable to head to the Bahamas. So we were scrambling because we only just got back on the boat 10 days ago. Um, and we really wanted to try to get to Hopetown um, in time for the holidays because that's where so many of our friends are. We're actually bringing some things over for some friends. Anyway, so we we were kind of pushing to try to get over. but And I, I was really thinking we were going to leave on this weather window. We would have left at probably 2 a.m. and made the crossing. And you cross from the Lake Worth Inlet to a place called Memory Rock, which is really just a shallow area where you kind of um, anchor and you wait until the light is good because once you go from there, it gets very shallow. You have to see the bottom and make sure that you're not coming in at night because you don't want to run aground. So I thought we were going to try to do that tonight, and Nathan was leaning toward that as well. There were two major pieces of the puzzle that needed to be done as far as we thought. Uh, before we could do that. One was to get the water maker finished, to finish installing the water maker. That has been a work in progress for, for some time. And then and yet they were waiting for some parts that hadn't come in. So we can't fix finish the water maker until the parts came in. Well they came in this afternoon. So I still was believing like, okay, we're gonna scramble and we're gonna get it done either way. You know, we'll get the water maker in and then we'll we'll go. Well, they also were getting the engines tuned, and they were waiting for some parts for that. Those also came in today, and they got that done today. So again, we thought, okay, let's go. We're going we're gonna to be able to do this. There are a few other little things that weren't coming together. Some of the packages that were sent for the holidays have not arrived yet, um, but we were going to kind of cut our losses and say, well, that's fine. We'll just you know, make arrangements some other way to get these packages and uh, make this crossing tonight. But then midday, we were scrambling, trying to get everything done. And I went in and talked to Nathan, who was on call after call after call, had so many meetings. You know, we need to decide if we're going to take this weather window. And so he looked up the weather. And as of yesterday, the weather window was going to open up tonight, last for about 24 to 30 hours, and then close with a vengeance and like a a system was going to move in and make it so it would be impassable for us if we had gone at that point or if the front uh, moved in faster than we had expected. So that was one option. And then as of yesterday, the next best option was going to be a week from Thursday. So like a week from tomorrow. Well, when he checked again this afternoon, there's a new weather window opening up on Monday afternoon or evening, and today at the time of this recording, it is Wednesday, the 7th of December. So on the 12th of December, it looks like another window is opening up. And that was such a sigh of relief for us because it will give us time. And, and the final piece of the puzzle is, well, maybe not the final, but one more piece of the puzzle is uh, our daughter Ahava did have her state meet in uh, it was in Kissimmee in gymnastics, which was in large part the reason why we stayed here in Florida when we moved here onto the boat 
we stayed because she really loved this gym and was making great progress. And we figured we'd let her see her gymnastic season through. And then we'd say, well, she uh, really didn't want to leave. And Ahava's been our, one of our biggest proponents uh, out of the kids for being on the boat and living on the boat and sailing. So this morning when she was just crying and saying she didn't want to leave, you know, we can't help but listen because... Obviously, it matters that much to her. Ahava doesn't cry just for anything. And it turns out that she wants to have time to say goodbye to her friends. Now, if you've listened to this podcast long enough, you'll know that when we were leaving New Mexico, we delayed by a day or two uh, for our move out here because Ziva needed to, she wanted to have a sleepover party with her friends and say goodbye properly. And so... It only makes sense that we would, if as long as we can still get there in time to bring the packages to our friends and to be somewhere that we're happy in by the time uh, the holidays roll around, then it's worth slowing down so that our daughter can um, spend some time and say goodbye properly to her teammates. Now, this is not to say this is forever. Um, in theory, we could come back here, but maybe we start sailing and, and just love it and decide we want to go farther and not um, come back to shore too quickly. Uh, so I want to make sure she has enough time to say goodbye. And I think the, her friends are trying to plan something, a little something for her um, to say goodbye. So I want to give uh, the space for that, you know, as much as I want to get going, I also want to do it the right way. The other thing is we are bringing our babysitter, Allie, with us. And, um, you know, that that's a process, uh, bringing another grown-up with us and trying to work out all the details and how we're going to make it work. And um, she's very hesitant because she, I mean, she's excited about the potential of this trip, but she's very hesitant because um, she's starting school in January and she feels like she's behind and wants to study a whole bunch before she starts uh, this program that she's working on. So um, trying to make sure she's okay and make sure the kids are okay emotionally. And by the way, Nathan hasn't taken any time off at all. So he's working nonstop. Uh, all of this, you know, starts to add up when I have things like tangible things that have to happen before we actually sail. Um, uh, one is obviously getting the stuff for Hanukkah because we are going to be away from land for the holidays. But more than that, it's getting the staples that we're going to need because we're, we're trying to look at it as we are going to be gone for two months. Now, we may not. It, it may turn out that Nathan just can't take the time off and then we'll have to regroup and figure that out. But for now, I like to assume that we are going to take at least two months and based on when we did this the first time, we lived on a boat um, called Hakuna Matata back in 2009 and 2010. Um, there were certain things we learned from that experience that we need to make sure to um, put to good, good use now, uh, some of those lessons. And one of them is to make sure to have certain supplies, which at some point I'll do a podcast about what supplies we're bringing with us and you know, what we, what we can do without and what luxuries we decide are worth the, the money. But even just things like flour and sugar 
and most importantly for my kids, uh, milk or powdered milk or boxed milk because my kids are, well, especially one of them, Ahava, is a milkaholic. <laughs> and so I, I frequently say without um, cows, two of my three kids wouldn't probably have survived because they love uh, dairy products so much. Um, in fact, Ahava jokes that instead of a German shepherd on board, we need to get a cow so that she can always have milk. <laughs> Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, I'm going to take a little break, give my voice uh, a pause, make sure I know where I'm going, and I will be right back in a little bit. All right, I'm back and uh, just made a couple phone calls and now ready to chat some more with you guys. Um, it's interesting doing these audio recordings because I really, I like to do them. I, I mean, it gives me a chance to kind of just talk it through and, and feel like I'm documenting some of the process. Um, I'm hoping along the way I'm capturing some of the natural audio. I have been capturing some of the natural audio from just the process of living on a boat, moving onto a boat, um, you know, conmarrying our house, you have to go back through the archives if you don't know what I'm talking about. Um, and so hopefully as I'm recording these and recording the audio, I can put together a bit of a video, I mean an audio journal. <laughs> See, I'm so used to video because that's what I've been doing for so many years. Um, but an audio journal of our, of our journey. Because one of the things I've noticed is it's really hard to remember to record or to record video when I'm interacting with my family. They are used to being on camera and they've been, you know, I've, I've been recording them forever and a day, their whole lives basically. And so because of that and just my natural tendency and New Mexicast, they have a sense of the camera. They have a, they're comfortable on, on camera and talking on camera, all three of my kids. Um, but there are times where I just want to document the thing, but not um, not interrupt it, you know. And video is very intrusive, but audio, a lot of times, I can just I can just collect the sounds and not interrupt the moment. Um, I especially like it on this iPhone um, Seven that I have because I have it set up where. I can turn on the uh, voice memo function and then just start recording whatever, whatever is around us. And like today, when we made the decision about um, not sailing and, and announced that with the kids, and Miss Allie was there too, um, I just put this headset that I have on and then I was able to capture his natural conversation. Um, and a lot of times I'll just put the um, phone right in front of whoever's talking or in the general area so you guys can listen in a little bit on the process. So I'll try to get better about that as we are about to sail um, to at least, you know, because I'm always taking pictures and Allie will be taking pictures. The kids probably will be taking pictures. So we can always add those in so you guys can see some of what we're seeing. But... I really want to make sure to capture the the feelings and the and the thoughts of the journey, especially of the kids as they're um, 
processing what it's like to live on a boat and all the good and the bad and the, you know, unbelievable that comes along with that. So uh, I think I'll take a break here and, and let, let's play that audio from uh, when we were announcing to the kids this afternoon that we were not going to leave tonight, but instead we're going to leave hopefully when the weather window opens up on Monday instead. We looked at the weather and um, we could go tonight, but the problem is, is we feel very pushed and we don't have a, we don't have the water maker done yet. We have uh, packages that aren't done. Hava hasn't said goodbye to the things. Eva hasn't done her volleyball, blah, blah, blah. What all the stuff. So we're really pushing it tight to do this. And we don't have, and we don't have a window. The window closes with about 18 knot winds tomorrow night from the wrong direction. So if we were to get, if they're coming early or we were to not find shelter and, and we've got to make it all the way to get great sail key, which is, you know, 12, 13 hours of, of travel to get to where we need to be. So I looked at the next window and the next window is uh, Monday uh, night or, or th- Tuesday, early morning, like 2 a.m. Tuesday morning. So I, so that's when we're going to, that's when we're going to, we're going to leave, which is the 13th. Okay, so, but that means we have to have everybody on board and everything done by the end of this weekend. So that, so that we, so, of course you do. That was his top five things that he wants to do. So, so anyway, long and short of it is that we have to have everything packed and done, but that gives us a little bit of breathing time. And then if, if the window comes early because it's predictive, then we uh, we can just go. And if it goes, if it delays a little bit, then we can go, too. So, so I think that's what we we'll do. I think that's great because then we don't have to wait a whole week. We can still get there on time, and we don't have to be rushed. And we could go to parents' day. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that was so part of it. Nathan has a lot of things that have to happen work-wise. And Daddy has a lot of things that have to happen work-wise. My sister is here, and I would like to be able to not be freaking out all day that she's here her last day. And then we can go do Blue Heron. Hava can go to her gymnastics. So that's the bottom line. All right, we're back. And um, I now have a Hava in the car. So I figured I'd wrap up this show with a little Q&A with a Hava who just came out of gymnastics. And we just had dinner at a Thai restaurant. And of course, the topic at hand is what we're thinking and feeling about getting ready to leave. So, um, Ahava, we were talking about leaving tonight, like we would basically be going in about four hours if we had left tonight. But now we've moved that back, and I just wanted to see what you thought about that. I'm really glad that we did not leave tonight. Um... It gives me a chance to say goodbye to my gym people and everything. So you're and we and we wouldn't coaches. be ready in time anyway. Everyone would just be stressed, except for mommy, who would just go naked to the Bahamas. <laughs> I'm not going naked to the Bahamas. No one needs to see that. <laughs> However, um, I was going to see if you. I wanted to ask. Um, we were if. Okay, other than your gym, because obviously you're going to miss your friends and your gym, what do you think you're going to miss the most if you're on an on islands, like small islands without, like, you know, the big 
big city stuff like cars and malls and things like that, what do you think you'll miss the most? Milk. <laughs> well, you can get milk in the Bahamas. Yeah, but it's $13 a gallon. Well, that's what it was when we were there last time. That is true. Probably went up. I don't know. Let's hope not. Uh, so you'll miss milk. Yeah. Anything else? Um, gymnastics. <laughs> I told you, other than your gym. Milk. <laughs> gym, milk, and gym. Gym, milk, or pink? Well, I have, I have a third thing that I think you'll miss. What? Wi-Fi. Oh yes, that's 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 good too. <laughs> You'll miss your Wi-Fi. That's gonna be hard too. Yeah, I know. It's gonna be hard for all of us, I think. Yeah. Okay. I'll take. Except the for headphones. Daddy, still has cellular. I'll take those. He has a cool international one that works anywhere in the world. Yeah, but he'll be only using that for work. So. Yeah. Thank you for interviewing. Um, I think that's a good place to wrap up this show. I had shared some of the process with our listeners. I call the show New Mexico Castaways because we're about to cast away from the shore. Um, and uh, I was just sharing with their, uh, the listeners what is going through my mind about preparing to leave. And I'm grateful to have your opinion too, Mahaba. Okay. All right. So can bye. you say bye to everybody? And this is A to Z Travel Kit. That's another show for another day. We keep wanting to uh, launch a show just of the kids. But for now, you're listening to New Mexico Castaways. Dot com. Um, that's Ahava, and I'm Rosalinda Roma. And this is New Mexican. <laughs> Bye.